in our course titled Healing from Emotional Trauma, Breakups, and Betrayal. We learn why releasing the pain of the past is so difficult. You'll learn strategies to make letting go easier, as well as release the energy in your body trapped from that pain. Register today at www.iamdenise.com or call 404-850-5151. Everyone has been hurt in relationships. However, many of us are not able to let that pain go. This prevents us from truly moving on with our lives and instead we become victims allowing the past to interfere with our right to be loved and be happy. We simply mud up our joy by holding on to what feels better in the moment, expressed or suppressed anger. People have a tendency to get trapped in their anger and pain. After they've been hurt and as a result, they become stuck. There are mental, emotional, and physical reasons why it is difficult to release the pain, but there is one universal reason why we should. We do not deserve the continued toxins that anger deposits in our bodies, minds, spirits, hearts, and being. Sometimes life isn't fair and knowing that makes us angry. We watch ourselves be betrayed, hurt, traumatized, and mistreated. We sometimes can't help but to be angry, but we owe our healing to ourselves. No one else owes that to us. People often think forgiveness absolves the other person of anything that happened. You'll discover this is incorrect. One area that can make it difficult to release the past is the misunderstanding of what forgiveness is. We will explore forgiveness and a range of tools to use as a part of your personal power. We will focus on nurturing yourself, changing your thoughts, and discovering how to manage your feelings. In this Denise Life Coaching Services course, you'll learn why forgiveness is crucial to your mental emotional and physical health, how childhood beliefs can interfere with releasing the past. You have the power within you to release the past. Forgiveness brings freedom. You'll learn why releasing the past is difficult and what you can do to make it easier for yourself. You'll learn the emotional, mental, and physical causes of your pain. You'll discover misconceptions about forgiveness. You'll receive specific strategies and exercises to assist you in letting go of your pain and moving forward towards the life you want. If you are tired of hurting from broken relationships, betrayals, and loss, and ready to take action to release that pain, register today at www.iamdenise.com. Hello and welcome to the Identity Podcast brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. I am Caleb, one of your co-hosts, along with my fellow and lovely co-host, Tarek. It is great to be here today as every Wednesday we are live at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time right here via YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, all at the Identity Podcast. Of course, don't forget to check out the Identity Podcast on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcast and follow us on all social media platforms on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Follow us at the Identity Podcast. Of course, you can listen to the Identity Podcast every Tuesday as we are featured on Brick Media, 
Pretty cool stuff there. And if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, guess what? You can. All you have to do is email us at press at findyouridnyc.com, and we'll get back to you with more details. Of course, subscribe to the Identity Podcast brand new Patreon page and join our Discord page as well. Links are always in our link trees and all of our bios, and we'll share the links right here on the stream later on in the show. Of course, check out our link tree so you can find all the show's essentials right there. And thank you as always for tuning in to the Identity Podcast again every single Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here bringing you an incredible show where we get to feature a person, right? A human being and discover their identity and get to talk about who they are and their journeys and everything. It's just, it's truly amazing, honestly. And so this week, episode 46 of the Identity Podcast, Authenticity, featuring Denise Dixon, a life coach. We're so grateful to have her on. Welcome, Denise. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. It's a pleasure being here with you guys. Pleasure meeting you. <laughs> well, it, it really is so great to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Denise. And we're, we're excited to be able to talk all, all there is about your journey, about your identity, and, and really about your career as well, because it's, it's so fascinating. When we first talked about kind of everything you do and, and what you hope to do and strive to do, it's, it's great. And again, on the Identity Podcast, here we are every single week. We try to focus on these individuals that are really helping our world go around every day without necessarily being in all the magazines or being on TV <laughs> or anything like that, right? They're doing right. amazing things without having to always be in the spotlight or anything. And, and here we are just trying to give a light on you, you know, focus on you and everything. That's something that Tark and I really pride ourselves in. And so thank you again for coming on. But uh, as we kind of start, I know Tark always loves to start with a, with a big segment of ours and that's kind of talking about your journey right your inspirational Ooh. journey where where have you come from and, and where have you kind of uh, been able to lead yourself to today oh my goodness well first and foremost again thank you guys so much for having me like when we did the pre-screen oh my gosh we could have just talked forever like we touched on so many elements of like identity and I love what you guys are doing you know having real conversations with real people. <laughs> I love that because that just apparently doesn't really happen a lot nowadays. So um, as far as my personal journey, I was born in, born in Jamaica, of course. Everybody loves Jamaica. Beautiful beach, beautiful people, delicious food. Oh my goodness, incredible food. And um, I migrated here to the United States at age 14. Um, I have a master's in education and a master's in counseling. And essentially what I do as a part of my day-to-day -day life is help people along the way, similar to what you're doing, but I help them to kind of navigate challenges, obstacles, limited belief systems, um, conscious and subconscious biases, as you can um, tell from what's going on in society today. And, and some of that I've experienced along my journey and I help people to navigate that process. So that's what I do and who I am is I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, and ultimately I'm a person just climbing up the mountain like everybody else. <laughs> hey, that's all we can so really ask. <laughs> that's so true, so true. Yeah, um, I think, 
I think you just said a whole lot. You know, I, like he said, it's always so interesting that people are willing to give us such a summation in such a quick time to that big question. And I think you do do a lot. And I think a lot of what you do is kind of what makes who, makes you who you are. And I think that's helpful. But you know, my question, my question was to ask, who was your first teacher, and who do you who do you feel like you learned from first? Like, who was that like first? It could be spiritual. It could be you know along the lines of what you're doing now, or it could be a math teacher that encouraged you. Who do you feel like was a teacher that really stepped out? That's something we've been kind of touching on a lot. These spiritual leaders and people need to be exonerated a lot more. You know, that's why we do this show is to make sure that people like you get recognized. You know. Thank you. You know, it's it's incredible because um, as a child, I didn't really have, you know, the best childhood. And so I moved around a lot. Um, There's a lot of trauma in my uh, childhood. And so I was in a position where I had to learn very fast and lessons that children should never have to learn. But as I look back at life, I had this one teacher and she was my fifth grade teacher. And there was a test that we have to take in Jamaica in order to um, earn the privilege to go to high school. Because in Jamaica, culturally, it's different. You don't just go to high school. You have to take a test and you have to show proficiency and mastery. And then your path is kind of chosen. Do you go to a traditional high school or do you go to like a technical or trade school? And there were 52 students in, that, in my class. And my aunt came to the school to talk to my teacher, Miss Fenton. And she told my aunt that there were 52 students in the class and she wasn't sure if anybody was going to pass the test, but she knew for a fact that I was going to pass. Like she knew that I was going to be successful with, you know, basically attaining whatever it was that that test was designed to measure. And it profoundly changed my life because at the time I didn't even believe I was going to pass the test. I was like, yep, I am not passing that test. That is so hard because it's like, I mean, it's just super hard. All these different. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you have the capacity. You said you had some pretty good support there too. You know, in the in the fifth grade, though, you know, your sense of self, you're not really that confident and, and cemented. And you know, when there's like already trauma, you know, added into that, your your whole perspective of yourself is not necessarily that. And so it is so important to have someone vocalize and externalize that and just put that into your soul and into your spirit. And it just literally was one of the things that I remember of someone just believing in you and the difference that that's able to make. And and I, I mean, I'm in my <clears throat> 40s. <laughs> I still remember that up to this day, and it means as much to me now as it did when I was in the fifth grade. So, yeah, that's what comes to mind. That's dope. That's super dope. I mean, that sounds like a really rigorous thing, but it seems like culturally you almost had to go through more than anything outside pressures that I had to go through. Like, you had to go through the gauntlet of the family. And that's that's something to, to talk about. I think that's something we don't really speak a lot about on the show is this idea of legacy and how much that has a weighing on our own path and our own identity. And it sounds like you have also, you know, created that with your family as well. You have children and you're moving forward. I think that's very awesome, very healthy to keep people along their life. When was the first time you really um, 
since we're doing our first, you know, I always go to the first in the beginning because it's something about past regressions that have um, a reflection about where we are now, you know? Um, when do you feel like the first time you helped somebody with your voice, spirit, or like a hug or something? Oh, wow. You know, it's crazy because in my life, people are always telling me about things that I've said that's affected them in a way that I wasn't even aware um, or things that I've done. But I think one of um, the most defining moments I've had, especially in the space of life coaching, was a client telling me once that the very first session I had with him, he walked away from the session feeling like he had just met someone that was doing exactly what they were born to do. And it was incredibly moving because when you do something, you do it and you're just doing it. You know, I'm not one to like create my own rubric in terms of like proficiency. You know what I mean? Like I'm the best or I suck. Like I don't do that. And so for someone to, you know, especially a client to say that they felt like I was literally doing what I was born to do was just incredibly moving. And um, yeah, that, 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 that still kind of like, you know, gets to me when I think about that, because it was just an, an incredibly um, kind thing for someone to say, yeah. I totally agree. That's why I'm listening intently. <laughs> Don't feel like, like I said, take the floor. Like we're here. We're definitely here and definitely open. And okay. Yeah, I made a joke earlier, everyone that's listening out there. Definitely shout out to everyone here. I know we've been 10 minutes in. We jumped right into it. We always appreciate you coming through. Uh, but yeah, I made a joke earlier about how like how I need a little life coaching now. <laughs> so it's been great that we've been having somebody on the shows. Um, but yeah, um, What's, what's the deal about this too? Here's a little uh, interesting fact. So it seems like you're great at achieving goals and it doesn't look like you're ever stopped by things. What is, what's kept that emotional fortitude for you and how do you help that with your clients? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I've learned very, very late in life and I wish I learned it earlier, but I don't think there's anything that I've ever wanted for myself that I haven't been able to work towards actualizing. And so now I realize that even within my own desire of something, it's still limited. So now I'm not very goal oriented at all. Now I really have myself desire to be a vessel. And so whatever it is, my purposes and my calling is that I'm positioned in a place where I can be utilized as that vessel. And in order for me to do that, I have to really be less goal oriented and just really more purpose driven oriented. And so, yeah, you know, people sometimes honestly have to tell me about the things that I've done or accomplished because once it's done, it's done. You know, I don't ruminate with it. Like I'm just on to the next thing. And my Jamaican background means that I'm on to a lot of other things, you know, because we have like multiple things that we're always doing. I know, <laughs> the you proverbial know, multiple jobs, right? <laughs> so I've, heard, I've heard these jokes before, but it's yeah, it's true. because you're so it's talented true. at so many different things and you don't sleep. <laughs> we don't sleep, we don't sleep. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah continue, yeah. continue. Yeah, so now um, instead of being goal oriented, you know, and wanting to accomplish this and wanting to do that, I'm really just mostly 
wanted more than anything to actualize my purpose. And that's not from my own desire, but really from like before we were incarnated in this, you know, life, you know, there's, there, there's something that you as a divine spark in a flesh, body, soul, spiritual experience that you're supposed to do. And that's what I want to position myself to, to be able to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now we're talking. Now we're talking really deep. How you feel about that one, Caleb? Do you feel like you found your purpose with the show or just doing this year in 2020, man? I mean, it's been interesting. This walk has been very interesting. I mean, I, you, I feel like I'm very purpose-filled, but yeah, go, okay. No, I mean, as you know, Tarek, you know, we, you and I have gone through a lot over the past year uh, together and separately and, and, uh, you know, I think this show has been a great, a great way to kind of help you and I define who we are as individuals, who we are as, um, you know, co-hosts, who, who we are as just hosts of this show, and and um, who we are as beings in this universe. And and, and I definitely feel that um, the past year, especially, has been so eye-opening for me. I've really been able to uh, define kind of nitpick almost in a sense of what exactly I want to do and what I'm good at and what I love more than I ever thought so. And I've always, I've always considered me having, you know, several different loves when it comes to a career and everything. But I realized I have this one love that expands to three different things. Mm -hmm. And it was just that smaller thing that I found and it kind of just happened on a whim. And the podcast was a good a good way for me to find it. And uh, I realized that I'm not bad at it and I now have two jobs in it and it's like kind of nice. <laughs> and uh, awesome. so the, the past years I've really been opening, eye-opening for me, really uh, defining for me and uh, getting to meet so many amazing people from such a uh, diverse and wide crowd. It's been just so, I think, healthy, to be honest with you. Um, I always say on the show that Tark and I, every single episode, we get to add a new lens to our, our perspective, right? May not necessarily be something that we identify as, but it's something that we can at least start to get, respect, you know, maybe understand. And I think that is so important. I mean, we're seeing it today in, in 2020 and in 2021, all of the just completely large divides that is happening throughout our country, throughout our world. And I think if we just, if we just listen and give a chance to others to really hear their voice, I mean, I think that could be a really big thing. And, and I know on the show we've been able to kind of do that and I'm going on a long rant, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you touched on some stuff that, she said as well, you know, having multiple loves is its own thing yep. and being able to pursue them is so interesting. I mean, the way De Denise just said, she just was able to like see it as not necessarily as a goal, but her purpose brought her here and now it's done. So I've been learning how to, to do this whole let going thing. So we can, we can get into that as well, but it's just as much as you're putting so much effort to getting someplace is just as much as you're leaving that place. And it's a bit very transcendental of how we're like existing upon this this planet. I mean, I'm sure you could add to this too. I, I think kind of what I wanted to say is just I commend you for really coming to terms with your purpose. And I think 
you know, it's not an age thing. It's not anything like that. It's really just coming to terms with it and being accountable for it. I mean, some people use spirituality or whatever it is. I know that's something I've dealt with, but having my parents being from two different walks of life, have always put me in a very interesting thing. I didn't tell you this before, but my dad's like, you know, predominantly Muslim and my mom's like Christian. So, you know, it's this very like interesting dynamic that I've kind of come up with along my life. But just to say that, to say that, to say that um, the main thing is, I think people just can find themselves in the midst of, I don't know, just trying to achieve something. And I think that in and of itself is not purpose driven. So I say all that to say, um, what do you feel like is your purpose? And, I, and not in some blanket statement, but how have you been practicing your purpose? AKA, when did you start your business? And how did that all go about? You know, I think that one of the dichotomies that we face as individuals, and sometimes I don't know if we do this consciously or subconsciously, is really coming um, to terms with our purpose and having to decide if that's what we want to do. Because I think a lot of people, I heard an example one time about somebody frying like the best chicken. They're like, you're the best chicken fryer in the world. And like when you fry chicken and people eat it, it like lifts their spirit and their mood and everything. But guess what? That's your thing. Like there's nobody that does this one thing better than you. But as an ego and as a, you know, as, as an ego, we have our own kind of trajectory of where we want to be, where we want to go in life, of especially nowadays with this the culture of social media. And a lot of times people don't want their purpose. It's like, yeah, can I have another purpose? Oh, oh, I need a fit. I need a, a, a purpose with like more hashtags. You know what I mean? Like I need a purpose that's bigger. And so no one wants to be ordinary. No one wants to be micro. Everybody wants to be macro. And because there's so many things that I do and there's such a wide frame of reference and skill set that I have, I feel like I just kept pushing my purpose away because I wanted to turn my purpose into like something that I do on the side. And your purpose cannot be something you do on the side. Your purpose is your purpose and everything else you do on the side. And a lot of times, even in a business consulting space, because I have a business consulting um, business as well, and people come to me and, you know, it's a subset between like entrepreneurship, starting a business and, you know, like life coaching, like, you know, it's a subset where there are things that, you know, kind of intersect with each other. And a lot of the times it's trying to leave one thing, which is your purpose, which is like, there's evidence that you're so good at this. Your family tells you you're good at it. Your friends tell you you're good at it. Like every time you do it effortlessly, like as, as easy as breathing, it's like a masterpiece, but you're like, no, that's not what you want to do. So for me, there's so many things that I love doing and there's so many things that I'm good at that I wanted to do them all. Like I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. And I really wasn't cultivating from my soul, my soul's work. And when I discovered that my purpose was helping other people to see, connect, recognize, correlate, discover, recover, uncover pieces of themselves that they sometimes can't even see. I was like, okay, what do I do with that? I mean, I was in a, a therapy space, so I understood that, you know, in some small way, but it was so much bigger than that. And yeah. understanding that was the purpose, I just had to accept it. Right. And move on. <laughs> just, yeah, keep kind of pushing, right, Caleb? Like you said, just start it. Who knows yeah. where it's going to branch into? Yeah. You know, I, I think 
Yeah, who knows? Like that's that's where I was gonna say earlier. I was like, you know, I, not to say it's a unique quality because we all can have it, but you're fearless, girl. So <laughs> shout out to you. You know, like it's not like a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I did it. So boom, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm being silly. I'm being no, silly. No, no. But, but but yeah. you have something there because I I no. get that quite often. Like people say, I don't know how you just like take the, this leap. And sometimes I struggle with that because there's a part of me that wants to be able to like accept that compliment, so to speak. But then there's the other part of me that feels like I'm cheating when I accept that compliment because I'm like, what other choice do I have? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like when somebody says, well, you're a good mother. You're supposed to be. Right. That's so funny. You that's spend funny. time with your kids. You're a good mom as opposed to, right? <laughs> So, doesn't that go into your purpose as well? I mean, if your soul's yeah. purpose is to be its ultimate self, don't you believe that we're kind of on that path anyway? So if somebody's, I guess God could give you or some, sort, some sort of spiritual enlightenment can tell you, hey, you're on the right track. But that's, I guess, how do you know? You know, how do you really know you're getting that pat on the back? You know? Do you have to? I think our need and our desire and our obsession of knowing a lot of times is for the sole reason of knowing. One of the things I had to learn, and I am a like a preponderer of like, go to school, learn, read. Like I don't listen to music in my car. I listen to Audible. You know what I mean? Like I have two master's degree, a double major for undergrad. I'm working on my here. <laughs> Thank you. So I love learning. But what I had to learn was that I have to start to unlearn. And that I had to be okay with not having an answer to a question so I can actually discover the answer to the question as opposed to inserting preconceived knowledge ideas which formulates an opinion or a response that's actually not even the answer. But we have that innate kind of like, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, you know? And it's, it's the crippling, yeah, it's crippling. It's a crippling human existence, you know? Don't you want to wake up and the floor's there? I mean, you don't want to be on the ceiling. <laughs> I know, but I mean, perception of the floor, you know, perception of the floor. You could be on the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it, I get it. And I, and I do feel perception has a lot to do with this. I mean, in your world, there is no other choice. There is no time to be lazy. There is no time. It's probably because, like I said, your culture is like that. Like I have tons of Jamaican friends, and I don't. Say, you I don't Jamaicans. Yeah, right. Yeah, they it's would. Serious. I would never call them lazy. Like, I mean, that's honestly the worst compliment somebody can. I mean, not compliment. That's the worst neg somebody can say to someone in a Jamaican community. You're lazy. You don't do nothing. You're like, what? You can literally die inside. You know. And I feel like a lot of people. Um, you know, second generation. People have gone through this as well, especially in America and New York. And I actually had this conversation with someone as well. And I'm, I'm curious how you feel about this as well, but how much we really have to like, you know, live on with this knowing of someone's legacy or fulfilling some greater thing. Like, thank you, my mom is proud of me or like all these other things. And I just, I don't think you ever get that accolade until you find that fulfillment within self. And that's, that's why I'm happy when we're able to talk to people that have found their purpose because they're sharing it with people. And I think part of your purpose is learning to find that happiness and share it with people. So that's, it's all full circle for me, you know?
So I agree. But I agree how how are you with your children as well? We asked this question for our other life coaches. This is a funny question for me because these people that do such great work with uh you know their families, I mean with other families, I wonder how it comes back into the reflexive. Some people have very different answers, so don't feel weird if you're like, honestly, they don't they don't like any of my coaching. They just want my cooking, you know, that's totally different. But um I, I can get it. My mom was like that. That's why I, I make that joke. My mom was, um, she's been doing social stuff for people forever, you know, on her way for psychiatry and all that stuff. Got a master's in fun oh, stuff. Wow. I never went that full route, <laughs> but I do understand where she's coming from. And um, yeah, so how, how, how is it in the home life after you've kind of like gone from the clients? I guess we could talk more about how your client relationships and how you what type of, what ideal client would you be looking for? Because some of our people may be a little afraid to reach out to you. It may not necessarily be a pricing thing. It might be, like you said, something, an internal block within themselves where they feel like they can't, you know, move forward with certain things. Or, so, so I said a couple of different questions, man, just quick one. <laughs> couple different questions. All right, yeah. so the first one in regards to the type of mother that I am, because of the childhood that I, that I had, I really was completely obsessed with making sure that my children did not mirror any essence of my childhood. I just like they say, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I threw out the baby with the bathwater. I didn't want them to have any childhood that resembled any part of mine. However, there's something, there's a disadvantage to that at some point because a part of who I am is because of what I went through and the resilience that I had to develop as a result of having to go through, you know, certain things. So I didn't want them to go through trauma, but I also wanted them to develop resilience. And so communication, um, you know, is extremely important. There are things that I don't have to prepare my kids for the childhood that I had, like they're middle-class suburban, like, you know what I mean? Kids, like, <laughs> I have to so silly. Everybody has problems. Everyone has yeah. traumas. You know that. Their problems is their problems <laughs> are very first world. They have a lot of first world problems. You know what first I mean? world problems. I get it. No, I get it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had to learn that listen, not because their problems are first world problems, they are not, that doesn't make them any less, you know, catastrophic to them. So um, but my sons now, so it's probably a little TMI, but I'll tell you anyway. So you see these flowers right here? I have a 24 year old son and he buys me flowers. Because he That's beautiful. Flowers, so he buys me flowers. And I've honestly learned, and I know this is crazy, I've learned how a man should be by watching my son. I can't say I've learned that from like, a man or from a father, I've literally learned what a man should be through raising a boy who became a man. And so that was one of like, I would say my life surprises because you're the parent, you know, you raise the kid and then you're like, all right. And then they turn around and, and teach you something. So now like, I just, that's why I'm single. I don't negotiate. You know what I mean? Like, I have a 24-year-old son. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm like baffled. <laughs> that, that, that like touched me so much because, you know, Caleb and I talk like that about our moms and stuff too. So that's so, it's beautiful. That's the energy of like really becoming a man and what they may mean. And it all goes into our identity for sure. But yeah, just, yeah, talk more about that. That's definitely dope. <laughs> I, 
I've learned that because whenever my son gets me something, it doesn't matter what it is. It's the best of that thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it is. Like literally if he goes and gets me candy, it's going to be like either my favorite or it's going to be the best candy. And I don't think I had that as an expectation, not even as a woman. I feel like I'm so used to taking care of myself that that was my goal. That was just kind of like, okay, either ways I have to take care of myself. And my son has taught me that, you know, that's the thing. You can be like a full whole assembled man, <laughs> you know, and, and have some of these prerequisites like already embedded. <laughs> so I, I learned from my, my, my children, I have two boys and my 16 year old is so incredibly insightful. Like he says to me the other day, he says, mom, you know, I just don't think I'm ever going to have the work ethic that you have. Like you have the, the best work ethic I've ever seen. And I said, well, I work hard so you won't necessarily need the work ethic that I have. It'll be, you know, an option for you, right? Like mine doesn't come from just being like a wonderful work ethic, like survival. <laughs> so thank you. But again, the Jamaican, I'm being Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I love my my sons and they, they have um, raised me um, at points in which my area of development based on childhood trauma disallowed me from growing and I've been able to really grow through the experience of being their mom and I love it like I, I love being a mom more than I love being a woman and I love being a woman <laughs> yeah that's super dope I mean I, I've never I've heard that a lot um, it's it's so funny because they always say you can't really replace a mother's love, but maybe not a son's love. So shout out to the sons and all that stuff that's been going on. Like, it's funny though. I do think that a lot of the thoughts that you taught him or taught them rather just comes out, and you get a chance to kind of hear your words outside of yourself objectively. You're like, oh, I got little mini life coaches here that I'm just like fawning over here. <laughs> Whenever you need to access them, you're just like, hey, can you talk to me for a second? I need you. Yeah, but uh, My 16-year-old was giving me dating advice the other day. He's like, you know, you got to get back out there. And, you know, and I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> it's like either it's working too well or I need to catch up. Like something's got to get here. <laughs> No, that's beautiful. Yeah. I know I asked a couple of questions in there. I wanted to make sure we yeah. got back to them. Um, do you remember what I, yeah. Do you remember, Caleb? Viewers, please put the comment in if you remembered anything I was saying. And the, and the second no. one was a really good one, too. I, I know. It was a good one. It really was. It was something about... Um, it was something about her career, right? Something to do with uh, clients, clients. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what oh, yes. Okay, yeah. yes. Oh, Caleb wins. <laughs> Precisely. We were, we were talking about client acquisition and, and just yes. helping out, so helping out our, yeah. Full, full disclosure, I am not the right life coach for everybody. I'm not that life coach where I'm, I'm, I'm for, I have a very niche kind of area. I really work a lot with highly functional, dysfunctional people. And I say that because quite often, if you're smart, if you're articulate, if you, you know, take a shower and you don't smell, 
sometimes some people miss those things. I mean, no, I mean, bills and you, you know, you, you present and externalize as an adult, as a successful yeah. adult. It is a assumption. It is an assumption that you're okay. And a lot of times you're not. A lot of times your externalization is really an extension of maladaptive coping mechanisms, cycles, patterns, stubbornness, ways in which works for you that actually doesn't work for anyone else. And no one has the courage to tell you because either you're a bully or maybe you're just that person that people don't want to hurt your feelings or whatever that is. But there's something within your being that is disallowing you from getting to the next level. And I really like working with those people because those people are very difficult to work with because if you're going to come into a space and coach them, you're going to have to make sure that you're on top of your game. And by that, I mean, make sure you know what the hell you're talking about before you talk to me. And that would be my own kind of like construct when I, you know, went to get counseling or went to get coaching. And I really didn't have a lot of luck in traditional therapy because I felt like I could tell when somebody gets it or when they didn't get it really fast. And when I was in my highly functional, dysfunctional phase, I felt like people looked past a lot of the issues. And because they looked past a lot of the issues, I ended up making like huge mistakes, failing drastically, lost everything, had to start over. And I want to be able to help people that could end up, you know, on that path if there isn't some type of intervention. So even if somebody comes to me and they say, well, you know, I feel like I'm, I have, I'm suffering from depression or I will refer that person to a traditional therapy. And it's not because I don't do people that have depression or, you know, that that's dealing with issues that's more mental health. But I do think that mental health specific issues should be handled in traditional therapy. And then life coaching should be an additional tool, right? So you want to make sure there's not a situation where there may be, you know, you might need medication or you might need exploratory uh, therapy. So in those cases, sometimes I do refer people out because I stand more so from a coaching perspective and that perspective, we're going to bring some stuff up that you pretended isn't there. You didn't know was there. You've like buried, polished and massaged it so much. You forgot that it's there, but it's reeking through everything that you do, right? Like people just think you're this. No, there's something that you're doing that's contributing if it's multiple people, you know? So I... I <laughs> I know I should be selling myself, but I'll tell you. No, not at all. I mean, honestly, I forgot that you were even talking about um, client acquisition. I was just like, oh, wow, I need some of that. You know, honestly, yeah. but that you makes a lot of sense. When you're ready yeah. to work. You come to me when you're ready to yeah. work. You don't even have to know I think where the highly you're functional, The highly functional dysfunctional being, that's yeah. a beautiful book title for sure. But dang, I, I hmm. That definitely just got me, Caleb. You know, it's so funny. Like, how we could be in, like, super organized and everything is functioning, but there's, like, yeah. you know, turmoil going on behind the scenes. And, yeah, like, you're, like, adulting. Yeah. You're, you're adulting. I mean, you're just, like, you got a job, you pay your bills, 
you know, you're in a relationship, but like all these mm -hmm. areas have these these cracks in them and you're just ignoring the elephant in the room. So when you come to me, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the elephant. Does it have on a tutu? You know, like we're gonna talk about it. And we're gonna do it in a way where it's probably gonna be a little uncomfortable. I'm I'm not confrontational, but we're gonna we're gonna explore and we're gonna we're gonna go in. So I'm not even recommending myself. <laughs> I know. I just, I sound like, sound like you're like, it's like, yeah, you know, make, make sure you're ready to be flexible, you know, sure <laughs> we're going in deep, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you, you come out, you're going to feel a lot better, but it's, it's going to yeah. be a lot of back cracking. You got to get rid Absolutely, of some old stuff. I, I want you, you to, I, I want you to push away the things that's been holding you behind and no matter where you are right now, you could be so much further. If you're functionally dysfunctional, you could be so much further. So, yeah. So that's my ideal client. My ideal client, like, really smart. They can talk you in and out of anything. They can rationalize their behavior and justify by telling you why they do what they do, when they do what they do, the reason they do it. Like, they have all of that. I love those clients. Yeah. So interesting. I, yeah. I feel like that category is, like, that's right up the alley. Like that's definitely. Um, I've I hung out with so many of those type of people. I actually just spoke to a good friend of mine, um, who's a lawyer or just become a lawyer. Rather, he's he's waiting for the bar exam, but he had some huge struggles that kind of happened. You know, with he already obviously he's a lawyer, so it's a pretty good job. Um, they come from a well-to-do family. He had the girlfriend, and he lived in a pretty nice place. But the girlfriend kind of left recently, and a bunch of other weird stuff happened because I feel like, you know, he's he's not all functioning there he actually like lost a member a mother very early in his life and that's what created its own perpetuation of okay this is how i cope i'm just emotionally unavailable and that's you start to realize like okay like these that's goals and that's funny that you mentioned goals versus purpose not to interrupt what you said no i but when you said you just become disconnected like that's not a thing it's a thing that you use out of survival but when you no longer need to operate out of survival, then you no longer need to use those traits that you need, you know, those tendencies that you need. Precisely, precisely. Yeah, I made that back. He had explained to me. Oh, sorry about that. I made that backtracking reference because I. Uh, he had explained to me that she had works with like body movements as well and kind of like finding where the trauma is in the body and those type of things, but. He tells me it's excruciating. He had trouble crying and all that stuff. So I can only imagine, you know, how people feel. But I actually do recommend if people are afraid of your course, it's probably time for them for them to come see you. Because if you don't work through it, it's kind of like working out. If you don't work through it, then you're never going to gain anything stronger. You know, so try it. Try it before you you know you do anything else. But so so that's the ideal client. That's very interesting. So. So that means you, you kind of deal with a lot of people either coming from cities or high stress or maybe even entrepreneur types as well that think they know it all as well. <laughs> so they can't go to an actual therapist. No, I, I think it's I think it's all helpful. And, I, and kind of what I why I brought up the, the other person's um, therapy is to show that everyone is different and everyone's wired differently. And so you got to find the right person for you. And it seems like I've kind of found someone because I'm pretty high strong and sometimes can go a little off, and I think we all can. So I would have really appreciate. Caleb? Caleb, is that true? Let me get Caleb to speak on that. <laughs> Caleb would never say that. Caleb is not my therapist. Caleb is my confidant. <laughs> no, he actually encourages me all the, the time. 
all the time. Comments, I'll, comments, Caleb. <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> but yes, and I, I think that anyone that is listening out there probably are going through the same thing. So definitely mm -hmm. check her out for that stuff. Are you doing any other projects coming up? Yes. So I'm. Um, Starting uh, to accept, I guess, students for a breakup course. So I have a course that's basically centered around relationships, particularly breakups from relationships. And essentially, we're going to dive in and look at, you know, what's your dating style? What's your preferences? What are some of the things that you're doing? Because I think quite often when there's a breakup, obviously, we want to be like, the person did this to me, like, whoa, is me. You know what I mean? But quite often it's not your fault, but there are some choices that you're making that if you don't have a system in place to kind of recognize and explore certain things before you even go into a relationship with someone, then you're more likely to end up in a relationship that doesn't work out. And so I have a workbook and um, a workbook journal and a course that's uh, going to be starting in the fall. And so I'm excited about that. And I have various courses on my website that touches on different areas and focus um, of life. And that's on my website at imdenise.com. I have a list of um, the courses there. Awesome. Where, where can we see that? Caleb, do you have um, do you have the link for that? Yeah, it's the imdenise.com website. All my stuff is there. I'll just put that in the that can't be more uh, identity than I think. <laughs> I need a I am <laughs> I am identity .com. That's great. No one take that if you guys are listening. You better uh, get that right now. <laughs> this is going all over the world, right? What time is it in yeah. Europe? They didn't wake There's up yet. Bot, okay. That's buying that domain right now. <laughs> so Caleb, you're quiet up there. What's going on? What's he likes to listen. That's it. That's his favorite. His favorite thing. Yeah, I'm. He's gonna come in at the end with all the great ones. But I do want to hear. What's your What's your question, man? You know, I've got plenty. Go ahead. Um, well, to be honest, I I think something that was said earlier uh, that I really thought was interesting was um, kind of how, you know, Denise, you were kind of talking about. Uh, you're not really selling yourself, right? How you were just being completely honest. And in a way, I actually think you were selling yourself. You were telling the people, because what you were doing is you were you're kind of dividing up the crowd, right? You're dividing up the crowd from instead of the people that um, may have, I wouldn't necessarily say you wasted their time or they wasted your time. Instead, it was, you know, the people that needed someone else, you know, because as you, you said yourself, there are people who are not going to, I apologize for the noise, um, there are people who are going to, um, you know, need someone else differently, you know, a different yeah. life coach and everything. And I think for, for your sake, you know, what you did was you did the right thing by clearly just saying out there, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. <laughs> and and yeah. to be honest, you said that and you said, you know, I feel like I'm not really selling myself. I'm like, actually you did you know if you really, like, i know because you totally got me i was like yeah i'm yeah. highly and crazy no I'm joking. <laughs> it, it, felt like a, it felt like a it felt like an infomercial right caleb you're like that sounds like something like well let's talk Connecting after the show the dots what <laughs> yeah that's that was Tarek connecting the dots yeah um 
You know, Tarek, I feel like that's you every show to say. <laughs> well, what am I every show? You connect the dots. the dots. You're like, wait a second, that's me. Every oh, show. yeah. I guess, hey, you keep me around for a reason, right, man? <laughs> I keep He's you like, around for a reason. Meanwhile, it's like, bro, this is your entire thing. I know, I know. We're all here together, man. You know that. But um, so I guess I guess the other thing is, what what do you think is the future of life coaching? What do you think that you can bring to this world? Because obviously we've had a couple people on that have brought up their own thing. I think specifically uh, your uniqueness and your um, your tough as nails approach. <laughs> I know that sounds so funny. <laughs> You're like, hey, everybody, pay me because I'm gonna I'm gonna like rip some stuff out of you. You're down for that? No, but um. I think I think it's it's healthy and, and your focus, your laser focus, your pinpointing is so healthy. And I always often compliment Caleb. This one is that you brought up Caleb and what he brings to the show is so much. You have no idea. I know I seem like the talking head and all that stuff, but we are so yin and yang. We like work in tandem. And it's just I I always I always let him know how much his organization skills have assisted me over my time. Uh, you know, so it's been really dope. Yeah, I'm a Virgo. He always drops that one. In there. Can you tell? But yeah, he's, right. <laughs> he's right though. Oh, do you believe in any zodiac stuff since we're here? Or like, and what are your spiritual practices, by the way? What do you believe in? So, I know that's a weird, very big question. We never talk religion or politics, right? But, umbrella. Yeah. So, so here's yeah. I I grew up. I mean, I'm Jamaican, so obviously Jamaica is a Christian right. culture, and so I grew up very religious. But as an adult, I had to learn the difference between religion and spirituality. So now I'm kind of defensive in that space in that I don't want anyone to tell me who God is and what he is and what he is assigned. Like, I'm so protective of that sacred space. And what I'm trying to cultivate is unlearning the things that I've been taught about who God is and really just cultivated my own connection and my own path to have that relationship. Like I don't need a mediator. I don't need a middle person. I feel like everybody can connect with their creator, whatever it is that you call him. And so now I'm very deeply spiritual and I thirst and hunger for that intimate connection with nothing in between. And when I say nothing or no one, I mean, not even my own logical reasoning, not even my own cognitive functioning, a place where there is no thing and no thought and really just like a blank canvas. And I work to be in that space to where I can have those spiritual experience. And I, I'm just very, very protective of that because I was just taught my whole life who God is, who Jesus is, what does this mean? And it's like, you inherit a narrative and you're like, wait, is this what I believe or is this what I was taught? And so I'm very spiritual and I'm not religious. That's short answer for that <laughs> question. Yeah, no, I think that's really healthy because some people, um, you know, even when they're looking for therapists online and I do encourage people to always kind of Seek out these these support systems because they'll get you so much further than on your own. Forgive me, someone's talking. There's a phone ringing. It's a whole lot going on. Uh, um, but what I what I wanted to say was, what I think you're bringing to the table is something very different, regardless. Um, especially for those that are highly functioning and I need that that assistance. So 
my other deep, deep question is when people do bring in their, you know, spirituality to it, does it kind of help or hurt, you know? Who knows? That's some, some sort of bigger question that we can't so answer. You, um, so let me tell you yeah. what the trend is right now, right? The trend right now is for people to use spirituality as a bypass to not deal with their emotions. And I'm just not trying to have that. I want you to have your spiritual relationship and I want you to explore your spirituality, but I don't want it to be something that you're using as a new escapism or as a new way of avoiding dealing with things. Because a lot of times when people run to something, they're running away from something, right? And so when, you know, you want people, you have people now that's like trying to go take a weekend course to be awakened. You know, we have this kind of popcorn conscious nest that's happening where people are saying that they're awakened like you can't say you're awakened it's like saying i'm humble <laughs> most awakened people don't awakened. say they're awakened no awakened person says i'm awakened <laughs> it's not a thing like and a humble person does not say they're humble you know why because that defeats the purpose of humility so people can tell you that you're humble but you yourself you cannot say you're humble so a lot of times you know i find that people try to bypass things by clinging to spirituality, bypassing accountability, bypassing, you know, your actions and what you're responsible for. And so when we're having a conversation, your spiritual relationship is between you and your creator, right? And the only thing I can help people to do is to be, to unlearn what they've been taught so they can actually have a relationship that's not predicated on everything that's been injected into them. And sometimes our sessions become that where people are so religious that they're just tied into this construct that they can't tell where their thought ends and where the programming begins. And so I can I, I help people in those yeah. conversations as well. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it completely. Yeah. So I, I mean, in our last 10 minutes, how would you um, assist anyone in our community to start to become the entrepreneur in some great ways that you have? Like, what are some steps do you think that they could start with and kind of where you are now? How do you feel like you could help somebody start out? I think right now we're having this, um, I, I guess we'll call it situation where everybody is a life coach. And quite often people who have had certain experiences, they feel like, hey, I've been through some stuff and I think I give good advice. And so I want to be a life coach. I want to recommend going to a life coach whose qualification lies in the fact that they've been through some stuff. That's just experience is the best teacher. And yes, experience, you can share experience with others, but there has to be some kind of educational theoretic framework that that's nestled into otherwise it's your friend and they're giving you advice right that's that's the difference and so if you're going to see a life coach the most important thing is one to find out their not just their education but their experience what theoretic kind of framework they're coming from or you know they're just a good advice giver if they're a good advice giver then that's not necessarily where you want to start if you want to be a life coach or if you want to be anything else, really, my advice is to thine own self be true. Like Shakespeare is one of my favorite authors, like to thine own self be true. And so for me, I am one of those highly sensitive people. So incongruence is a thing that I can like smell like burnt popcorn. So um, 
I try to challenge people to identify whether or not they're living their truth and whether they're being congruent. And quite often, that's the place to start. And when someone does not have that reality, it's very hard for them to help you navigate yours when in fact they are still struggling in the dark of their own. And so, you know, your instincts, your questioning, your understanding of what you want and what you need in a coach is important in order for you to find one and in order for you to decide if this is something that you want to do. If this is something that you want to do, then go learn about biological implications, sociological implications, psychological implications. Just don't go through a whole bunch of stuff and just be like, oh, I went through this and this is what I did. And now I'm going to give you advice on what to do because that may not work. What's good for the goose is not good for the gander, you know? So if it's whatever it is you want to do, just master the craft of doing it as opposed to just waking up one day and that's like your new thing, you know? <laughs> well said, well said. Denise, the life coach, everyone. Definitely check her out. <laughs> you guys can do it. You definitely can do it. So yeah, Kayla, you got your last question of the day? <laughs> My last question of the day, you know, I feel like, I feel like I haven't really had to have too many questions today because uh, Tark has, has asked so many great questions. And to be honest, Denise came. It was, it was funny. She said that um, she was she likes to, um, you know, wing some of the podcasts and everything. And I actually felt like she was the most prepared out of the three to be completely. <laughs> out of three of us? Oh, yeah. Completely. <laughs> Completely. You guys got it. You guys got it. This is not her first rodeo, like she said. You guys got it. I, I always, I, I love having conversations from a space of like, you know, right now. I never practice. I never ask for questions. I just really want to be in the moment when it's happening and whatever it, you know, erects, then okay, let's, let's do it. So that's, um, that's one of my little joys in life. So yeah, you guys. I know when I talked to we, I talked to Caleb, I think before, um, and we just had like this amazing conversation just about life and identity. And I was like, okay, I knew that's why the show was called that because yes, all the, you know, all the airs of like, yay, he's back, <laughs> back. <laughs> Yeah, I think the show kind of evolved with its name for sure, right? <laughs> it's become so much, and yet, I mean, we had great plans, and it's always had this concept, but yeah. never background music like this today. I don't know what this is about, but <laughs> yeah, identity is, is, has definitely evolved into something that uh, Tark and I never really ever could have imagined. It becoming, but it's also exactly what we wanted it to become, you know. And then I feel, you know, it's one of those weird things where it's like, we never saw it coming, but it's also like, but we wanted it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you are you interested in like writing anything or any I love stuff like to that? Write. I love yeah. to write. I write. I write poetry actually under a pseudonym. And um, I wrote this poetry book called uh, From My Heart and Rage to Yours. And um, I love writing. Writing for me is just, it's the closest thing you can get to flying, you know? Like literally, I love writing. 
I, I write poetry like <laughs> you look behind me like I literally have like a journal of right. poetry for every emotion. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love writing. It's it's writing and dancing or like Oh yeah, because we never talked about that. I mean, you know, that's that's probably why Caleb was quiet because that's that's his subject, that's his world. He started talking <laughs> sustainability and arts and video, bro. You can't stop this guy. No, uh, <laughs> no, but he, he's hey. just here listening, and he's, he he grows a lot from these conversations as much as I do. I actually feel like I'm I really want to be on this path. I've really learned how to continue to spiritually teach people. But I just feel like there's a lot of ways to do it. Like our podcast does it. Um, Caleb does it all the time with his music, with this. He's taught me a lot as well. So it's just each one to each one. I think it's kind of getting to the point where we have to master what we want and where our purpose is so that we can actually become a much better community for everyone. And we fostered a great community with this. So I, I meant to ask too, like, are you part of some sort of life coaching community or uh, do you want to join our community? <laughs> our discourse hey, in the bottom, I'm joking. Sure, yeah, I'll be a part of your community. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I have a nonprofit which is called I Am a Life Changer, and basically that's oh. kind of like a community that I have with people just recognizing that hey, you know what, you're a life changer. Not only can you change your own life, but you can help someone else to change your life. So that's a community that I'm working on developing, and um, you know we're all a part of a village and of a collective consciousness. So anytime I can have an opportunity to share with like minds, I will. But on that same token, anytime I have to get away from unlike minds, I do. <laughs> because I just, I don't have the bandwidth sometimes. I'm getting older and my bandwidth is just different. My tolerance is different. <laughs> I just, I don't hang out with people I don't want to hang out with. Like, if I'm hanging out I mean, out it's a waste of time. It's a waste yes. of energy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I agree. I get it. I get it. And I think it's so healthy. Like, you know, that's kind of the thing that Caleb always talks about, how we were all kind of separated the 2020. And we were able to find people that were just like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing on my own. You're like, whoa, that's amazing, you know? It's just yeah. inspiring. A lot of here's here's a fun fact. Me and Caleb are still planning our first meeting ever. <laughs> We've never met in person. A lot of people think that's weird, but I think it's awesome. It's just like, that's awesome. I think it's super awesome. He's like my oh best friend. My, my pen pal. <laughs> I think that is so awesome. You know what? So I don't know if I mentioned this, but I have a podcast too. It's called the Let's Talk About It. And no way. Let I, me know. Yeah. I definitely want to have you guys on my podcast because I think that's amazing. Like, I want to know how you guys met and the dynamic. Yeah. This, this is awesome. I love, love that. It. I really love that. Yes. Yeah, this, this has been a full, full journey for us. August will be making that full year. So thanks all you guys that have been listening to us, move through everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> I guess we could save most of it for her show, right? can't tell the full story. Yeah, I can't. I can't <laughs> wait. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm off. I'm off in the summer, but definitely in right. the fall. Right. Yeah. Right. I got you. Yeah, we're gonna be rocking. We're gonna be rocking all summer. So definitely tune in. If you have anybody that's definitely interested, we are definitely interested in bringing some big groups on soon. So yeah, Caleb, take us away. What's new? What's coming up? <laughs> Want to do updates? We'll do. We'll do. I uh, I will say. Well, I, I greatly appreciate the offer, Denise, and I know we would love to be on your show and. And to be able to collaborate more and 
And uh, I, I know that Tark and I could go on and on and on about the journey that we have been on in the past year, um, especially myself, because we I, I really do love to talk. Uh, I just I love to listen as well. And it's I'm kind of in this conflicting state of being a talker, but also a listener. It, it's it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you've been listening. <laughs> You've been listening and watching the Identity Podcast, of course, presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. I think we lost him. Did we lose him? <laughs> Technical difficulties, everybody. Find Your ID NYC is probably what he was going to say. You guys know I never do this part, so this is hilarious. One time I need him. Um, Definitely don't forget to like us on our TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We also have a Patreon page, so you can check us out there. It's actually at the bottom every there, everyone. Some of you just listen to us, so if you haven't been able to actually look at our page, it is Identity Podcast. We have an Instagram there. It's all in our link tree. Definitely check out Denise, the life coach. She's not playing. No, I'm joking. Um, if you are interested in moving forward with true... I did a little bit of it, Caleb. I know you can <laughs> do your radio voice. I've had wow. the worst, the worst Wi-Fi connection today. But yeah, anyways, I know. You've been it's, a, it's a weird watching. day. It yeah. is. It is. Uh, you've been listening, watching the Identity Podcast, of course, presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. I'm Caleb, one of your co-hosts, along with my fellow and lovely co-host Tarek. Every single week, every Wednesday to be exact, at 7:15 p.m. Eastern Time, we gather here for the Identity Podcast. Whether it's a pre-recording or a live show, we get to talk here and we get to we get to discover people, right? We get to discover identity, this this very fluid term that changes every which way and is constantly developing, and that's why we're here. And that's what we love to do. That's what we've realized that is just such a beautiful thing here. But we're so grateful. So, of course, don't forget to go ahead and check out the Identity Podcast on all streaming platforms. You can listen 24-7, 365 days a year on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those platforms. Check us out. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms as well. Don't forget, if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, guess what? You can't. All you have to do is email us at press at findyouridnyc.com and we'll get back to you with more details. Of course, subscribe to our Patreon page today and that link is in the chat and of course, always in our link tree and all of our bios on our social media accounts. Of course, also join our Discord page as well. We have some fun chats in there, some group stuff and we're looking at possibly doing some sort of game night thing, maybe during a, you know once a month or something. Cool stuff. Check it out. Do not miss out. And of course, you can always check out our link tree pages, which has all the need for all the show's essentials. Once again, happy National DJ Month. Thank you. Um, National uh, DJ Month? It's what? National <laughs> I'm going to talk about it until it's no longer National DJ I Month. I feel like yeah. Um, I, just, I didn't even know. Right, that's okay. <laughs> right, that's the first one. Yeah, man, that's hilarious. Happy, 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 happy. Happy, happy DJ happy, Month. Happy. <laughs> happy Digimon. And That's of course, awesome. happy Pride Month as well. We love and support all individuals in the LGBTQIA plus community. Of course, you've been listening and watching the Identity Podcast, Authenticity, featuring Denise Dixon. Denise, thank you so much for coming on the show. We are so grateful to have you on. It's been such a great, great time to discover your identity, and we will certainly be on your show as well. Check it out. We'll be posting all about it. And the flesh. Yes, yes. See ya. Can't wait. 
Well, thank you as always for tuning in to the Identity Podcast. We'll catch you next week for a very exciting show, the final show of June, June 30th to be exact, with Justin Connor, a filmmaker, director, uh, composer, all this stuff. He's got an amazing like rock musical rockumentary that he calls it out right now on Amazon Prime called The Golden Age. I watched it the other day. It is good. It's really good. So it check it out. Rocking. We'll be talking awesome. all about it next week at the Identity Podcast. Thanks as always and stay groovy. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.